Hey everyone and welcome to Holistically Hope with Rachel Pontillo. I'm your host Rachel Pontillo and today my guest is the wonderful Megan Flat. She is consultant extraordinaire to moms who have their own businesses, to mama CEOs. And we're gonna to talk today about self-care for mama CEOs. Now, self-care is important for all moms, but mama CEOs have some specific and unique challenges that don't often get talked about. So we're gonna do that today, and then we are going to talk about Megan's fantastic new mama CEO planner that is available now that you can get for 2017. We're gonna tell you more about that. So come and join us. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Now, I wanted to have you on the show in particular because you represent a group of women in my mind that are kind of unrepresented just overall because mama CEOs, moms who have their own businesses, like, you know, you have your stay-at-home mom, then you have your working mom, you have your work-at-home mom who maybe works for someone else, but then when you have your work-at-home mom who works for herself, that's kind of a, that's kind of a different sub-genre of what yeah. type of mother exists. Exactly. And I, I love that you brought up those different groups because I, I um, call us, sometimes I call us the moms in the middle because we're kind of straddling these different roles or these different hats that we wear because we do work and we work hard and we have real businesses and we're contributing um, financially to our families and we're using our brains and we're doing all of these things, but we're also actively present in the day-to-day lives of our kids. I mean, I know you're homeschooling um, one of your children and, you know, and, and I want to be able to pick my kids up from school and volunteer in their classroom. And I want to be able to do those things, but I want to be able to, um, have a career and a business and, and make money and contribute financially and use my brain and all of those things. And I want to do all of those at the same time. And that is a tricky, that is a tricky, um, line that we walk. It's so tricky because, you know, you have, we have, we have such changing ideas about what feminism is and what, a woman's role is whether you know it's motherhood, whether it's careerhood. Is that is that a word? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> works. You know, whether it's being a mother or a career, and then those who try to do it together and have, you know, daycare or nannies involved. And it seems like what other whatever breed of mom you are, there's always some kind of mommy guilt. But I feel like the kids usually are fine, and yeah. the jobs are usually fine. But then what happens to the mom when we are trying to give to the job and give to our partners, give to our household, give to our children? Yep. What, what about us? Where, who, you know, who takes care of the moms? Yep. And I know, and, and I know that we both kind of agree on this. I mean, every single mom out there has her own set of challenges and has her own set of, um, amazing, you know, wonderful things in her life and amazing qualities. And, but yeah, for, for us, what we're talking about is when you're, when you're straddling that line between you're not working full time outside of the home, because you have a certain amount of system set up when you do that. And if you are, staying home full time with your kids, or maybe you have a little bit of a side business. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you have a couple of things that you sell on Etsy or something like that. Not, and there's nothing wrong with any of those choices. But like you said, what we're talking about today 
is women who are running full businesses for themselves, um, but doing it their own way. Right. And then we're the, we're the CEO, we're the CFO, we're the copywriter, we're the janitor, you know, we're all of the, we were all of the hats. And so exactly what you said, it's like, yeah, then who does take care of us? You know, we don't, we don't have sick days. We don't have, um, personal time off and, you know, some of these other things that, that, um, different situations have. Yeah, it it really. I mean, I've heard the analogy, and I'm your. I'm sure you have too. Of when you have a business, it's like another child, and yeah. it it really is because it is a living, breathing, growing thing. I know we always joke that our businesses are always in beta, or our products are always in beta right. because it's never done. Just yeah. like a child doesn't stop needing you. You're always raising them. Yeah. You're always raising them, no matter what stage of life they're in, even when they're grown, you're still in their lives. You're still supporting them. You're still providing wisdom and guidance. And, um, you know, every age of a child has its own challenges, whether it's sleepless nights or potty training or sassy preteen mouths, which is what right. I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> and then of course the teenage years, I'm just, I'm just bracing myself. Right. But there's not a single year or decade in a child's life or in a person's life that it's just smooth sailing and there's yeah. always growth that happens. So we, we can't say that. And I, I do this, that it's like, okay, after this launch, I'm going to rest. Then after it's going to ever, after we get through the book fair, yes. it'll calm down. After we get through this launch, it will calm after down. The holidays, yeah. I'm going to take a week and I'm not going to do anything. Right. I'm just going to take care of myself. I'm going to breathe. And right. I have this checklist of my self-care that I teach my clients. And I know we've talked about in your community about, you know, go to bed early, do something nice for yourself, wear something that makes you feel beautiful, take a nice, hot, long, steamy shower, cook yourself a meal, you know, right. um, go shopping for something frivolous. You know, th these are kind of like the checklist for me. It's like, okay, drink enough water today. Have a green smoothie today. I've got, I've got a smoothie today. It's not exactly right. green, not, but it's not a very green. <laughs> it's, my, it's my purple is the new green smoothie. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. But, you know, we each have these checklists of, okay, this is what it means for me to practice self-care for myself. But sometimes it, it feels like we're constantly just in go mode and we tell ourselves, oh, I'll get back to the checklist when this is done. But yep. Exactly. What happens typically, I don't know if this happens to you, but this happens to me is I get sick after that mm -hmm. launch happens. Does that happen to yep. you? Yeah, totally. It's like your body holds out for as long as it can. And then as soon as you give it a little bit of, of room, it, it's like, okay, we're shutting down. We're for, we're forcing closure here. Yes. So yeah. instead of that week to consciously take care of yourself, you, you get a week in bed because you're sick. And yep. it's not, that's not self-care either. Taking care of yourself when you're sick is, becomes a necessity and self-care is a necessity. But I would love to ask you, because I know this is something that you teach about a lot. And this is, this is why I love being part of your community is that you place so much value on the importance of self-care, even when you're in that busy launch crazy mode. So what do you say to mama CEOs like us when, when it gets to that point and you feel like, oh, it, once this is done, I'm going to do it. How do you say, nope, it's going to, I'm doing it now. 
Yep. Absolutely. I was like jotting down notes as you were talking because so many kind of things were popping into my head. Um, you know, I am a total planner. I'm a plan, you know, I'm a planner freak. I love to schedule everything out and I love the to-do list and I love all that. And I think that that is, and I know we're going to talk more about that. And I, I think that's such a key piece of the, um, you know, how do you fit in self-care? Well, you plan it in, you know, like, I think that's such a, such a, uh, uh, almost a cop-out answer though. And this is coming from a planner. This is coming from someone who obsessively plans, you know, out every little detail. When you just say, oh, I'll plan it in, then that is a little bit of, it, 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 like you were just saying, it doesn't always happen because we have the best intentions. And one of the things I wrote down, you know, the proverbial shoulds, right? Oh, and we have this idea of what self-care looks like. So I should, you know, I'm going to drink my lemon water and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to journal. And like, we have these like wonderful, luscious ideas of what self-care is going to look like for us. But then when we're not able to do it the way this like beautiful picture in our mind is, then we keep saying, and, and, and we were, you know, kind of talking about like, oh, when the holidays are over, when this is over, it's like, we keep, we just keep saying like, oh, I'm going to do my, my new morning routine. When I get through this, when I get through that. And so I actually think, and this is something that we, um, in, in my community and that you've participated in where, when we're talking about goal setting and we're talking about goal setting for our business and we're, when we're talking about, okay, what's, what's our next goal or the thing we want to accomplish in our business. One of the first questions that I ask my clients is, well, how do you want to feel? And, you know, is this a time in your business when you want to feel really excited and motivated and productive and powerful and, you know, then that's going to dictate one kind of goal. And maybe it's a time in your business when you want to feel more organized and relaxed and calm, then that's going to dictate a different type of your of goal. That's going to, you know, that's when you're systematizing things and working on back end, or maybe you're, maybe you want to feel, um, uh, visible, you know, maybe visibility is, is what you're focusing on. So then you're doing podcast interviews and you're doing a lot of social media. And what I find in, and we're talking business goals here, what I find is when people start to feel really overwhelmed and out of whack, it's when the way they want to feel doesn't line up with the actions they've set for themselves. So they say they want to feel calm. They say they want to feel organized, but then they decide to launch a brand new product from scratch. So they have to do all, I know, and you're laughing and I've done the same thing, like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, you're, and then all of a sudden, three weeks down the line, you're frantic and you're overwhelmed and you're like, why am I feeling this way? Cause we right. kind of set ourselves up for failure there. Um, and, and we weren't realistic with, if, if I, if I truly sit with myself and it really think about how I want to feel, then all my actions have to line up with that. Um, and when it comes to the self care, again, I think we, we have these like ideas of, oh, this is how I want to feel. I want to start my morning really, you know, really lovely. And I want to be in this great place and I want to do this meditating and I want to do this piece. And then the way we've structured our day or our tasks don't line up for that. And then we feel like we're failing. Right. Then we feel like, um, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm not even taking care of myself. And that's when you get sick. That's when you get resentful. That's when you snap at your kids, you snap at your partner because the way you want to feel isn't lining up with actually what, what you want to have, what do you want to have happen? And so I think, go ahead, go ahead. I I was just, I was just going to say like, what I've noticed because I, you know, I, I'm not 
organized in the sense that like my office is all tidy and everything because you don't even want to see this wall looks right, great. You shoved, don't even want to like... see what that looks like. <laughs> exactly. But when it comes to my schedule and you know blocking out time, like your system has been invaluable to me. I've been doing it since the summertime and just being able to just look at things the way that you advise. And we're going to talk about that. It's just like, oh, um, so I, I've been doing this, but I've catch myself and I have clients that I've recommended use some of these tactics as well. And they're catching themselves that when you do schedule the self-care and the personal time, even though it's supposed to carry equal weight to the kid time and to the business time, it actually becomes wild card time. And that's like the overlap, the overflow time. Like, okay, well, if I didn't finish this in this time block, then I'm going to pick it back up in my self-care time. time. Exactly. Right. How do we stop that? How do we slap ourselves on the wrist? I mean, do we like flick ourselves with a rubber band or something? We have to stop doing that to ourselves. Well, but see, this is the thing. I think what we're doing is we're setting ourselves up for, we're setting ourselves up to, to that the only option is to do it wrong and to fail at it and to have to flick ourselves with a rubber band. And, you know, like, so we're, we're, and then that doesn't feel good. And then self-care, I always say if, if self-care feels like a burden, if you, if your sentence starts with, I should, then that, that is not self-care, right? If you are saying I should meditate, I should exercise more. I should drink a green smoothie. It, it's no longer self-care. Now it's a, ta- it, now it's a task on your to-do list. Right. And so again, and this is a, this is even a tiny bit contradictory to what I, what I, well, it's not contradictory to what I suggest. I was going to say it is, but, but it's just a different way. It's like a different door to come through. So instead of saying, I will meditate every morning at 6am to really think about how do you want your day to be structured? Not how the gurus do it, not how you read someone else's, oh, you know, so-and-so celebrity starts their day with 20 minutes of meditation or so-and-so only drinks this or so-and-so does this. Or for me, and I keep kind of bringing up meditation because for me, that was something it was like, I've meditated in the past. It's really beneficial to me. I know it's something that's beneficial, but I had it in my mind that I had to get up, that I had to get up in the first thing in the morning. I had to drink a glass of water and I had to sit down on a meditation cushion in a beautiful corner of my house and I had to meditate and I wasn't doing that. And so then I felt like, like then it was like, beat yourself up about it. And I read this great book years and years and years ago about like how to organize your house And one of the things that she suggested was when you're, when you're figuring out how to organize your house, work with the things that already work for you. Mm. If you always leave a pile of books next to your chair, don't try to say, oh, I'm never going to leave that pile there anymore. I'm going to always put my books away on the shelf because you're setting yourself up for failing. Instead, get a beautiful basket, put the basket next to your chair and, you know, so that you can put the books that you're going to put next to your chair anyway. Now they're in a beautiful basket. They're more organized. So when it came to self-care, I thought instead of doing it how I should do it, what if I just make the next right decision for me? And I know that seems kind of like, wait, what is she talking about? But it's been such a profound shift for me because I'll let you in on a little secret. I like to check my email first thing in the morning. You know, I know it's like what you're not supposed to do, but now 
I get my hot lemon water because I have gotten kind of addicted to that self-care it's so thing. so good. So good. It's when so you I, first start doing it, it's like, mm, but then when you do it for a few days, it's like, oh, oh there's something you start to, to like, Yeah, you start to kind of crave it. But instead of getting my hot lemon water and sitting down on my meditation cushion, I get my hot lemon water and I sit down in front of my computer. Right. And then I meditate later in the day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes at a random time, sometimes at a scheduled time. But like by taking the pressure off myself to do it a certain way, it actually started happening. And thinking about planning your day the way you want your day to unfold. And and yes, there's some discipline to it. And yes, I write down, I write down on a post-it note what, you know, what am I working towards? What do I want to, what do I want to strive towards right now as far as a plan? But I think not not planning the way you think it should be done. And even, and even that checklist, I love the checklist. I post it in our group every week, like, Hey, here's an idea for self-care, but not being so militant about this is what self-care is. But honestly, if it's stopping in the middle of your day and closing your eyes and taking 10 deep breaths, that is going to be way more beneficial than an hour long practice that you feel stressed to accomplish. Yeah, I think that really is key because if you feel like you have to load up your schedule beforehand so that you have time for your hour-long meditation or yoga class at this time of day and you have to squeeze it in between, you know, doctor's appointment and dance class and then do... I mean, I, I think it we becomes another stress. It becomes yeah, another it stress. Becomes stress, and it becomes something that we end up resenting because if it is something that, like, let's face it, it it is not something that we make ourselves do. There, it's not something that somebody else is depending on us for, even though indirectly, of course, it is because we all know that we take better care of others and other responsibilities when we are well taken care of, but. Mm-hmm. If it's not an immediate person saying, mommy, I need you, mommy, 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 or a boss saying, um, this is due in 20 minutes, come on. Yeah. It, or even, you know, if it's not a boss, if we're our own boss and we know that yeah. this is launching on this day and this still has to get done no matter what, yep. non-negotiable, we've already announced it, can't take it back, you know, then the yoga class is like, okay, well, I can take that next week. But I think what you said was, um, you know, not being kind of stuck in the dogma that you've created for yourself of what this Mm -hmm. should look like. There's always all of these other things that get in the way. And then we're, we're always kind of saying like, oh, well, once I get through this, or once I get through this big launch, or once I get through the holidays. And, um, I do think that's where as, as much as this is kind of the other side of the coin, like Mm -hmm. as much as I, I do think that you have to just, um, you don't want to have the shoulds. You can fit it in where you can. That self-care doesn't have to look a certain way. You know, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be an hour and a half long yoga class. I remember after my um I, I loved yoga before my kids were born. It was like my go-to, one of my go-to exercises along with some other things. And then after I had my kids, it was always this like, if I'm not going to an hour and a half yoga class, I'm just not going to do it at all. Like, Oh, maybe I'll be able to make it tomorrow. Maybe I'll be able to make it tomorrow. And when I kind of shifted my thinking to, you know what, three sun salutations, that's what I'm going to do. Like, that's my new, you know? And so, so there's definitely some shifting to like not feeling that pressure 
to do things a certain way and count them as self-care. But then the flip side of that is moms and especially mom business owners, our to-do lists are always a million miles long. And so I really do think there's something to be said for um, bringing it back to planning, for planning in. But here's here's how I'm going to frame it. Instead of saying, I'm doing yoga at 6 a.m. or I'm going to a 10 o'clock spin class, instead of making it a task that you have to do, Built creating your schedule so that there's space in your schedule, so that there's space for you to decide this is the moment I need to meditate, or there's space in your schedule for you to have an impromptu lunch with a girlfriend, or space in your schedule for you to say, you know what, I do have time to get out for a run right now. Or, and I think that comes and, and I can already, your, your listeners are going, yeah, but there is no space. And I get that. I feel that I get that. And that's where that's like that, that mental shift, you know, it's that mental shift and that's where actually getting to the nitty gritty of setting up your schedule. And, you know, we've talked about like the, the idea of a weekly workflow, having start and end times to your day. You know, I start working at 6am, I stop working at 2pm. Then I know that there's some spaciousness. Fridays, I call them my buffer days. Mm -hmm. So, and even today, today is Friday when we're recording this. And even though sometimes I was sick last week, we had to reschedule this. So even though sometimes I schedule things on Fridays, there's a different airiness to those days. And it, I was going to say it forces me, but it, it inspires me to be more productive. Like yesterday, yesterday I was like, head down, it's Thursday. Let's get this done. Let's get everything on this list so that I can have this spacious Friday. Instead of being so, maybe this is my whole message. This is my whole message for the day. Here it is. Schedule the rest of your calendar. So there's spaciousness for the self-care to find you. Oh, I love that. That's that's like a very juicy statement. Your system really spoke to me because you really do stress placing, not stress, that's bad. You really do mm-hmm. place equal emphasize. value, emphasize <laughs> yeah. equal value on your business goal for a chunk of time, not your lofty like mission, like what do you want to accomplish, accomplish in your business even this year? You know, what's your goal for right. this year? You chunk it down to 90 days. which is fabulous because I'm a big believer in quick wins and you are too. And, you know, making goals easily attainable and then knowing exactly what the next step is and breaking things down so that they are easier to just check off the list or with your method, just rip that post-it note off the wall. And let me tell you, oh my gosh, Ripping a post-it note off the wall and like throwing it out is so much more gratifying than checking off a box. Totally. That was fabulous. (laughs) And I'll let you talk more about that soon. But I really like that you emphasize setting your goals for that 90 days for your business, for your family, but then for you. Mm -hmm. You place equal emphasis on the you. And I would love for you to talk more about your planner because the Mama CEO planner for 2017 is going to be shipping out real soon, isn't it? Yes. And this is not your typical planner. This is not just a planner either. You are including um, your whole process with this. This is an experience for moms. So I would love for you to talk more about what makes the Mama CEO planner different and also talk about what people get when they are purchasing this bundle that you've put together. 
Yeah. Well, let me tell you a little bit of the background, really quick background of both. So the planner, I had no intention, like I had no intention of selling a planner ever. It wasn't kind of, you know, on my, on my business bucket list, but I couldn't find a planner. How, you know, raise your hand if you have like a whole bookshelf full of planners and I used, right. That you don't use. And I used to always joke with my friend um, that whenever I was feeling overwhelmed, it meant I needed a new planner. I needed a bigger planner. I needed a smaller planner. I needed a digital. I needed a paper. You know, it was like you're always switching because it's like, oh, maybe this will be the solution. And I couldn't find a planner that was working for me with my life, you know, wearing all these different hats, wearing the, wearing the, the, the stay at home mom hat, wearing the working mom hat, wearing, you know, all of the different hats I wear. So I created one for myself. I made it in word. I had it bound at staples. Like it was not beautiful. It was just practical then. So that's happening over here. And then over here, I'm working with my clients on how to be more successful in their businesses and how to grow their businesses while being present in the day-to-day lives of their kids. And I'm teaching them strategies and techniques to be successful. And then I was actually, I got to meet one of my um, online clients in person. I was, I was traveling and I ended up in her city and we had lunch and I pull out my little, you know, staples spiral bound, you know, planner. And she's like, what is that? (laughs) And I was like, Oh, this is just, you know, this is just my little planner that I put together. But we started talking about it and going through the things that I was teaching her as a business coach. And then look at, it's like, Oh, well that, that concept goes right here in the planner. And that concept goes right here. And we just really realized that it, it's the two of them together that make it successful. It's, the planner, the, the mama CEO planner system isn't just a place to write down what you need to do, but it's this full system of why are you doing it? How is it going to get done? What's the actual strategy behind what you're writing in your planner? Because you can pick up any planner off you know, the shelf anywhere and write down what time your dentist appointment is and how many to-do lists, you know, how many items on your to-do list you have for the day. Um, but what I wanted to give, honestly, what I wanted to give myself and then what I wanted to share with my clients and now with a kind of a broader, a broader audience is this idea that if you spend the time doing the strategy and kind of the, um, the, if you are mapping out, like you said, your night, if you're mapping out your 90 days or you're mapping out, what do I want to, what do I want to accomplish this week? How do I want to feel this week? Cause exactly what you said at the beginning where it's always like, Oh, I just, I'll get through this and then I'll rest. I'll get through this and then I'll rest. But if we can really map out those arcs in our business, then, then we can, it's, it's, um, it's like, it's like, uh, interval training, right? We can Mm -hmm. have periods in our business where we're sprinting and then we can have periods in our business where we're recovering. And then those can also, I'm trying to make the little, you know, wave with my, with my hand. But when you're, when you're, when you're pushing in your business, if you have that planned out, then, you know, you can tell your kids, you can tell your spouse, you can tell your your best friend. Hey, I'm going to be really, I'm launching in the month of November. I'm going to be really busy, but then I can't wait for December to, I'm not launching in December and December is going to be focused on my family. Or maybe it's just day to day. Like we were saying, like yesterday was like a push day for me so that I can have yesterday was a very business focused day. Today is a personal care 
focus day and also some of those niggly tasks. Like I'm going to go get my tires niggly rotated. tasks. <laughs> you know, but some of those little things that you just have to take care of. And then tomorrow is going to be a family day. We're going to visit my, my, my husband's family and I don't feel guilty. Like this morning, my daughter wanted me to drive her to school and, you know, I don't feel guilty saying, saying, no, I can't drive you to school today. Daddy's going to take you to school today because I'm going to get really focused on what I need to get done today so that we can do these other things tomorrow. Right. And it takes, it takes away mommy guilt. It takes away overwhelm because you have a plan of when you're going to be focusing on different aspects of your life. And it's so interesting because what do we say when we feel overwhelmed? Um, what's like the number besides like the mommy guilt piece, what's the number one thing we say? We say, if I were only more productive, if I were only better at time management, if I were only, you know, we, we, we kind of saddle ourselves with these like mistakes that we're making, but, but really we're kind of, we're not being realistic with what we're setting ourselves up to be able to do. I agree with that. And I think it's not just about planning for the things we want for ourselves, but it's planning so that that can actually happen. Again, another juicy thing. It's not like, like scheduling and planning. It's not about, because people always say like, you know, when I meet a little resistance about like, well, I don't want to plan out my day or I like to be able to go with the flow or I want to be creative when, when the mood strikes me. And, and I agree with all of those things. It's not about being a robot. It's not like it's nine o'clock must do this. (laughs) Like it's not about being a robot, but it's, but it's being realistic and it's, it's structuring your schedule. I just, um, I love the quote, like freedom comes through structure or flexibility comes through structure. You know, it's, it's bamboo. Bamboo is, is so strong because it's flexible. And I think, right. Good moms. Yes. Moms Moms are bamboo. We are so strong because we're flexible. And I think that's, isn't that great? And I think that's like, that's what we're trying to do with our schedules. We're trying to set up a really wonderful framework so that we can have the flexibility. I have a, I have a great example that happened just this week. Um, again, like I've set up my schedule, so I've got lots of, I, it's also been my mantra for, um, probably this whole year, but definitely a good chunk of this year of kind of the idea of doing less better. So I've really actively, I've tried to really contain my work hours. I've tried to limit what I'm doing in my business. I've tried to limit what my kids are doing. Um, you know, the best, the best I can there and, um, and staying really focused on what needs to get done on any given day. Um, we Again, we talk about like this idea of the weekly workflow. I have certain days that I work on content. I have certain days that I see clients. I have certain days that I um, work on special projects. I have certain times of the day that I kind of set aside for checking email so I don't just get always lost in that inbox. And so I'm running my week that way. And then yesterday, my son was home from school sick. And that can definitely for moms that are working on a limited, you know, time anyway, that could have sent me off the deep end and like, oh my gosh, when am I going to get all of this stuff done? But I was able to look at a pretty, pretty pared down list. Like, because I had said, this is what I do on Monday. This is what I need to do on Tuesday. This is what I need to do on Wednesday. When I got to the, this is what I need to do on Thursday. And then my son was going to be home from school sick. I was able to take that list and say, okay, 
these things have to happen. This is a client call. This is whatever. I'm going to put him in front of a cartoon for these things. And then there were just a couple of things left over on the list that now my, my big master to-do list, if I were looking at my huge master to-do list for like the month, I would have freaked out yesterday. But because I had segmented everything out and because I built buffer time into my week, the few things that I didn't get done yesterday because I was building a mouse house with my kid who was home from school sick, I can now shift those few things into today, which I have set aside as a little bit of a buffer day. So by just creating those spaces and a little bit of breathing room in my schedule, it makes it so much easier to do self-care. It makes it so much easier to recover when something doesn't go as planned. Um, but, but I couldn't do that if I didn't have structure built into my week. I think that's such an important point because I think not structuring in, not scheduling in that buffer time, that wild card overflow time is what causes the self-care to get mm-hmm. get pushed out the pushed window out yeah. because that becomes the buffer time. So to everyone who's listening and to you, Megan, and is there a single week that there is not overflow? Does that ever happen? I didn't even know what you were going to say. Just when you started with, is there a single week? I, I started shaking my head. No. Right. Because especially as an, if you are an entrepreneur, whether you have kids or not, there's not a single week that something doesn't, you know, happen or need to get right. done or whatever it something is. Something always a mom, happens. Yeah. Something has always happened. And so you have to be able to flow. Yeah. You have to be able to flow. But I think that, I think that where the flow comes from is instead of at any given moment, there are a hundred different things that I could or should be doing right now, including my own self-care. If you kind of eliminate that, like if you eliminate like I should be prepping, like right now I could be prepping for dinner. I could be meditating. I could be writing next week's blog post. I could be at lunch with a girlfriend. I could be brainstorming ideas for my new product. Like when you try to run your life that way, that's where you're going to go crazy. If we give ourselves really that grace, that breath in time of, okay, this is your scheduled buffer time. This is your scheduled overflow time because you're going to have overflow. There's going to be days every week that you are not going to check off everything on the list because something invariably is going to come up, whether it is something with one of the kids, whether it is something, a system breaks in your business and you have to sit on hold for an hour with one of your providers. Tech support. Yeah, exactly. Tech support. These things are going to happen. And because when you have your own business, you don't have, oh, let's call the tech department. They'll take care of that. You are the tech department. You are the tech department. Exactly. You can't call some other department and delegate every single task. You know, we, we do have teams, but even so, most of our team members also have their own businesses and they're not there at our beck and call. It's not that right. type of a relationship well, with our your, team members. Yeah, and it's your business and things. It's just like it's your family and yeah. things are going to kind of default back to you. But what I'm realizing is that the planning part is to make, is to create the space for the other things to happen, for yes. to, do, to build a mouse house with your kid. You know, like, like the structure allows those other things to happen. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, my neighbor was like, Hey, do you want to go get lunch today? And my instant reaction was like, no, no, I can't. I've got 40 million things to do. 
But then you know what? I thought about it and I was like, you know what? It's Monday. I have some buffer time built in from 12 to 2 on on Mondays. And so when she said, hey, do you want to go get lunch today? I went, you know what? Yeah, I do. I can't do it until 12 because from 9 to 12, I plan to work really, really hard on my business. I've got business tasks in there. And then I went and had a lovely, lovely lunch and a gorgeous kale salad, which I feel like was self-care in itself. Yeah. You know, I had this like, oh my God, it was so good. Who knew? She introduced me to a new restaurant that's like right in our neighborhood and I didn't even know about it. But I was able to like to flow. I was able to work really hard. I was able to get a lot done. And because I'd created some spaciousness in my schedule, I was able to do something that was really nurturing for my relationships and my my body and and not feel like I was cheating on my work day mm-hmm. or I was, you know, or I, oh, oh my gosh, I've got 47 things to do. I can't, I can't even eat lunch, much less go out to lunch. Um, and that's something that's really, really shifted for me. You know, what really came to mind for me when you were saying that is that I think as entrepreneurs, we get told a lot to exercise our no muscle, to learn to say no more. Because yeah. as, as, as women, as moms, we're kind of conditioned to say yes to everyone totally. all the time. But when we do start practicing saying no, it's like, no, no, no. And it starts to actually feel good and feels powerful. But then it can bring us into a place where that's our default response. Before we even look at the schedule, before we even think about it, we just, we've trained ourselves to just say no. And we've trained ourselves to respond with, nope, I'm too busy. Nope, don't have time. So I think by building in this buffer time and creating this space, I love what you said about we schedule, not, not, we schedule to create the space Mm -hmm. for the things that we want to do. And it really kind of like brought up a visual for me. Like if you were planning out a room, if you're yeah. an architect and you're making a blueprint, you have to create space for pe- people to walk through those rooms. Or how about a, how about a garden? Like yeah. I'm, I have a black thumb. I couldn't grow anything. But like you can't just put the little plants or the seeds like right next to each other because they can't flourish, right? right? People you need have space. You space. need space in your environment. You need space in your home, in your garden. And your schedule is another type of home because it houses what you do in your life, really. Exactly. You have to well, create you, that space. Yeah, and you are, I still think saying no is super important. Yes. And it's that other, it's another kind of, um, a little bit of a cliche, but it's like you're, every time every time you say yes, you're saying no to something else. Right. Or every time you say no, you're. it's so that you can say yes to something else. So again, it goes back to like my mantra of do less better. Do less better is all about saying no, right? It's all about saying no to myself. Like, no, I'm not going to do a whole Pinterest strategy right now. Even though someone else says they're killing it on Pinterest, I'm not going to do Pinterest right now because I'm focused on this, or I'm not going to take on, um, I just got asked from, uh, to do kind of a, a volunteer project. That's something that I'm very passionate about. And, but I really just thought about like, how's that going to how is that going to affect this buffer time? How right. is this going to affect the other things that are important in my life? And so if I say yes to doing this volunteer project, then yeah, I'm not not going to have the room to do those other things. So it's like, and that's why that coming back to that framework, I think we say no and we say yes because we don't know realistically what we can and can't do. Right. I think it's about like creating this space and knowing that you have this space 
empowers you to be able to make your yeses and your noes more conscious and mindful choices. You're in control of your schedule instead of the other way around. And being able to make those decisions based on the, one of the first things we talked about today is how do you want to feel? Mm -hmm. And is that yes or is that no in alignment with how you want to feel? So if you would have said no to that lunch on that day, that might have not given you the feeling of that day that you wanted to have. Exactly. 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 And I think it all comes back to that and it all, and we talked and we talked briefly and I know we're, we're getting to the end, but I just think that the thing also with a 90 day planning or even with daily planning or weekly planning is also this idea that there's another 90 days. Right. So, so you don't have to do all the things right now. And you can even break it down further. Like I said, with kind of November versus December, like I've got a really specific focus slash way I want to feel for November so that I can have a different focus, which is going to be more family focused, Mm -hmm. which is going to be more kind of behind the scenes and my business focused um, for December. And so it gives you permission to move things to another spot in your schedule. Same with the volunteer thing. I really struggled with what I was going to say. And finally, when I emailed back, it was such an obvious thing. I finally just emailed back and said, I would love to help. This is a project I can take on in Mm -hmm. December. Even though it's November 4th, I just emailed back because when I really thought about it, like, does it fit with how I want to feel for November? And it didn't. And that's why I was struggling. I was like, oh, I have to say no. And I was struggling. But if I just gave myself permission to say, you know what? This is going to line up with how I want to feel in December. And then I get to help the organization that I'm passionate about. December is going to be about family and about community and about those pieces. It fits in there. And if we give ourselves permission around that, yeah. then we're never doing it wrong. That's if the it, juice there you know, too. Yeah. That, if, 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 if right now the right decision for my self-care is that I make sure I stop and take 10 deep breaths a day, then I'm doing it right. Yes. And then maybe next week or next month, it's to go for a two hour hike every day. I mean, I don't think that will ever be mine, but like, you know, (laughs) but like if, if, if you allow yourself that this is how I'm going to flow in and out of self-care, it's not me waiting. Like when I had that newborn, it's not me waiting to get back to that hour and a half yoga class. It's just like, Hey, this is what self-care is for me today. Right. And tomorrow or next week or next month, it can look different. Right. But today, it's 10 deep breaths. Today, it's wearing lip gloss. Today, it's going to bed early, taking a shower. And tomorrow, it's a meditation, an all-day meditation retreat. I mean, I wish. But, you know, like it can look different on different days yes. and weeks and months and years. It's so important. I think that is just such an important message for, for anyone, really, but especially for moms who have their own businesses. It's like we started out with, we are kind of ignored by a lot of the self-help books or the online courses or the, you know, this is really a very specific type of mom and a very specific type of entrepreneur that there's not a lot of support for. So I'm really grateful to you for creating community that you created and also the support um, products and services that that you do. it's really been fantastic. So thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to get my hands on that planner. I already ordered mine, so I can't wait to, I'm going to be stalking the mailman, you know, first yep, week of December. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I know I'm so, so excited. excited too. 
I have a proof copy and it's all I can do. I, I want to wait till I get a full copy that we change some colors in it from the proof and things like that. But already I'm wanting to write in the new copy and start planning my 2017. So yeah, they'll be out soon. Awesome. And to everybody who's listening and not watching or reading, you're going to get a link to where you can get Megan's entire Mama CEO planning system for 2017 in the blog post on rachelpontillo.com or in the show notes here. So thank you so much, Megan. It was amazing to have you today and just keep on rock and keep doing what you're doing and supporting us moms who have our own businesses who really need it. So I, I, I tell you, whenever I get one of your emails and it ends with good job, mama, I'm like, good job. I needed that today. And it seems like a small thing, but you, I really think you are serving such an important community. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Awesome. You'll have to do it again. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks, of course, to Megan Flat for sharing your wisdom with us and also for creating the Mama CEO Club Facebook group. It's a fantastic community that Megan offers to all Mama CEOs who need a little extra support and accountability. But I want to encourage you to pick up your copy of the Mama CEO Planner and her entire methodology. It is such incredible work that not only gives you the format for planning out the structure, but it also gives you the how and the methodology behind what's actually needed to put these plans into action. I have used this system myself. I've been using it for several months now. Can't say enough good things about it. Did you like this episode? I hope you did. If you did, please like, share, and subscribe to my YouTube and iTunes channels. And of course, head on over to my brand new website at rachelpontillo.com and leave a comment. Thanks so much. I will see you soon. Have a beautiful day.